Welcome to The Things We Say. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Nate. This is a topical podcast where the topics are chosen at random. Sometimes they will be profound, and sometimes they will be stupid. But no matter what, we have a lot to say about them. We are known for the things we do. We become the things we think. We live the things we believe. These are the things we say. We're back live on the things we say, and this week we want to kick it off with another one of the segment that we have been doing for quite a while, and that, well, quite a while. So like three or four <laughs> episodes ago, we started this thing called Things We Don't Understand. Yes. So the, the title of the show is The Things We Say. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Nate. And in The Things We Say, we introduce it by doing a Things We Don't Understand. For me this week, it's going to be fairly short. But I don't understand eight-pack hot dog buns. <laughs> and I have been looking at hot dog buns lately because we've been eating hot dogs for some reason. And I am completely amazed by these things. Okay. So much so that I went on to YouTube and Wikipedia and wherever else to find out how they slice the middle buns. They're together. You can pull them apart. Okay. And the middle ones are sliced only partway through. Okay. And I have never once had a hot dog bun, no matter how cheap of a brand of hot dog bun I've bought. And we've bought some really cheap hot dog buns. Yeah. I've never had a bad one okay. where it got sliced wrong. All the way it's through, just whatever. sliced right down the middle and the edges are connected. Yeah. Or it's sliced all the way through and it just falls apart in my hand. So, so did... Uh, how, how in the world do you have a loaf of bread and you slice it cleanly... But it's still connected. Yeah. It's still one. And and I've seen YouTube videos of them where they make individual hot dog buns, and you can see them go through the slicer. Yeah. But the eight pack, that yeah. those four on the top where the middle two are sliced, I don't get it. Yeah. It baffles me. And do this question sell, has do been. Do they sell eight packs of hot dog buns? Yeah, it's eight. I thought hot they dogs, were. I thought hot dog buns were twelve. No, hot dogs. And come hot in dogs 12s. come in eights. Maybe it's no, because you get four on the top, four on the bottom in a little baggie. Okay. But yeah, no, no, no. It, you're and right. then and then you get ten hot dogs in a pack. Okay. So you always have two more hot dogs than you have buns. Are you sure about that? Or four more. Or something. See, I'm 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 The math is never good. Uh, yeah, the math is bad either way, but I'm I'm having a flashback to a scene in Father of the Bride, the original one, where Steve Martin is it's just like the peak of all of the bad things that have happened trying to plan for his daughter's wedding. And he goes to a store and he's buying hot dogs and buns. And because he w doesn't want to pay for one more thing that he doesn't need, he's removing the buns that he doesn't need and putting them back on the shelf. And he says something about no one only sells eight hot dog buns. They only sell 12 hot dog buns. Okay. But maybe they've changed that now. Maybe. I mean, that was like in the but early 90s. This, so. this definitely amazes me. I don't understand it. I've tried to understand yeah. it, and I still, it's like the eighth wonder of And the there world. wasn't like a how it's made, like where they actually showed. No, the not really. Okay, I'm, I'm going to have to I spent a good that. like 10, 15 minutes on it trying to show my kids how it works, and I still I'm, didn't I'm pretty sure satisfied. it's black magic. It's All one right. of those things. Yeah, I'm curious and, about that. And you know, that. What, you know what somebody I was listening to just recently, he's like, if you had given me this task... 
I would work on it for 25, 30 years, and I would have some wooden machine that does it <laughs> half as well, and you probably destroys 80% of the product, <laughs> and, and that would be what you're left with. And oh, there is no way that I would come out with what they currently have <laughs> and how magical it is. And it's been going on my whole life. Yeah. Like, since the early 80s, we have been slicing hot dog buns in a really awesome way. Maybe, maybe longer than that. Probably. And it's like little startup bakeries can do it. Dude, you want to hear something totally random? This is totally random. And okay, I'm sorry. we'll we're eventually gonna, get yeah, to the topic gonna, of this We're going to offshoot on this, but we started on weird foods. and. Okay. Did you know that chocolate chip cookies have only existed since the 1940s? The 1940s? The 1940s. What did people eat before then? I have no idea. Like, I don't know. Well, how long has chocolate been around? Oh, chocolate's been around since... The Mil- like Milton Hershey, was that his name? Oh, like yeah, but he... he, he he like commercialized I chocolate, know, but, he did but it was chocolate. around a lot longer than that. But yeah, the 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 original quote, original recipe, and I don't know, know if that means like a, an original commercial recipe. I'm sure there's some mom somewhere who's like, hey, let's put chocolate chip. I don't know how long chocolate chips even existed, to be honest. Okay, but anyway, before we get into totally the history random. of chocolate chips, let's, uh, chocolate chips, let's chocolate go chip into cookies. our topic today. So yes, our, our topic today is something that I've been thinking about for a little while, and it just comes up from time to time, but I thought... Hey, we have twenty some minutes. We should talk about it, and that is and that is uh, missing a moment. Uh, the desire that I have in my heart to never miss a moment, and yet I I try and think as a as a dad, as a son, as a grandson, as a husband. How many <clears throat> how many everyday moments that happen, and we can say this is like routine or it just pops up, but. How many of these things happen and we don't value the time or experience that we're in? Yeah. And for me, one of, one of the things that I felt like I've done really well as a dad, but that I would like to do better, is appreciating each stage as my kids get older. Yeah. And I've always resisted those people in my life that are, that are like, well, wait until they're three. The yeah. terrible twos oh. are really the terrible threes. Yeah. And once you get there, they're going to be awful. And I'm like, no, my kid's going to be awesome because I've enjoyed one and two, and I'm going to enjoy three. Right. Because <clears throat> a kid is like a little comedian, <laughs> and they don't know it, but they're very proud of it. Yeah. You know, they don't know that they're being funny, but as soon as they realize they're being funny, they love it. And oh, of like, course, of course. But, but you, then sometimes you can't laugh at them. <laughs> and <laughs> either the which worst. way, they are, they are just great. Kids are great. And... And a lot of people will complain about their children and even say hateful things about their kids. Yeah. And and I'm like, dude, you are missing moments that you won't get back. Yeah. And had to, had to think about that today. It, we were we were in church and pastor was just talking about how um, a lot of the reason people will put sin out of their lives is because you have somebody that's younger looking at you. Yeah. And, and you know. They may disagree with you. Your kids may think differently than you, but they will usually never fail to imitate you. Right, right. And that's one of the reasons that I want to be the best man I can be is right. because my kids are looking at me, and I, I don't want to miss those moments. And, and my kids were with me in church this morning, so it was like very... Yeah, almost surreal. and Yeah, it was one of those moments where I'm like, I don't want to miss... Yeah. another moment and why do why do i miss those moments and what what are those other things that are taking my time and i don't think i'm going to get to the place where i'm like 
I've spent too much time with my children. Yeah. I've spent too much time with my wife. I need to go do something else. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt. You know, it's interesting, too, because I was, I was thinking about this uh, to, to a little bit different degree in that, uh, you know, my, my grandmother just died uh, this, this past week, and we were at the funeral, and we were talking through just different memories and the things, you know, just the things you do at a funeral. You know, you yeah. reminisce. And, and I thought to myself, what is it about these moments that made them moments? Like, why do these stand yeah. out in my mind as opposed to the things that happen every day? Like, I couldn't yeah. tell you what I did with Strong a week ago. Yeah. But I can still pick out specific moments where something happened, and that is just forever etched in my brain. And, yeah. uh and one <laughs> what makes a moment a moment? That's well, a good it's, question. It's funny because one of the things that I shared, because uh, they had each one of the grandkids, um, or one, one, one of the children from each of the grandkids. So, like, I spoke from me and my siblings. And each one, you know, had a, a representative for each of, the, each of the grandkids. I don't know what you do, a cluster of grandkids. I, yeah. don't, I don't know what a gaggle. This cluster, what are they? that cluster. What are they? Um, but anyway... My my grandma was like she loved animals. I mean, she just loved loved animals, and I I remember. I mean, I I remember it so clearly, like in in detail, of her and my grandpa coming over to my parents' house. And we were having a big. I think it was like Fourth of July or something. We were doing at my parents' house, and they came over and she saw that there was a bee stuck in the grill of my my grandpa's car. And she was just all concerned that this bee was stuck in there and, and, you know, like worried about this thing. And so she kept thinking, oh, I'm going to grab it, but I don't want it to bite me. And I'm like, oh, Grandma, they don't bite. They sting, but sure, you know, whatever. It's yes. biting. And, and I'll never forget it. She, she was sitting there with her skirt and, you know, her, her blouse and the purse on her arm. She hadn't even gone in the house yet. She finally pulled the thing out and dropped it on the ground and then proceeded to smash it with her foot <laughs> as soon as it was out. <laughs> and it just like, it left this indelible mark that I will remember that forever. Because it was just, and I don't know if it was because of the, the oxymoron of the situation. Like, yeah. here you are concerned, and now I'm going to squish it, you know, right off the bat. And, but it, it, what is it that makes those moments? Like, I've, I've, I've been trying to go back and analyze a little bit why I, I think, remember the things I, I remember. I think sometimes moments are created... Um, Intentionally, my my grandpa, Kunkel, he was he was awesome. He was a great storyteller. I, I say he was. He is. I love <laughs> grandpa. And and uh, and he's a, he's a great storyteller. And but one time, like he made a fairly serious moment. And he had, it was just grandpa and the grand boys. So yeah. like, the boy grandchildren were up at the cabin. And that was place a place that was complete freedom. If I look at a place in my childhood that was complete freedom, it was going to the cabin with Grandpa. Yeah. He did not want to hear from you unless unless you were hungry or you were hurt. <laughs> Other than that, the mountain was yours. And even then, degrees of hurt. Yes. <laughs> and and so so like he sat us all down and he read read through Proverbs thirty one. Yeah. And he said, when you find a woman like this, you marry her. Yeah. And he said, you look at your grandma. She's a Proverbs 31 woman. And he looked at me because my mom is his daughter. And he's like, and you look at your mom and you look at this passage. And when you find a girl like this, you marry her as quickly as possible. <laughs> and it's really, really good advice. Yeah. And he intended to make a moment. Yeah. And and he was going to teach his grandson something like, yeah, we had a complete blast all weekend, but he was going to, he was going to teach us something. Yeah. And so I think you can create those moments. Um, 
but a lot of them just happen organically. Yeah. Like, for instance, in the same weekend, I will never forget how my grandpa starts fires. He calls them Girl Scout fires, which is <laughs> insulting to girls, but he pours a half gallon of gas on the fire, <laughs> makes us all stand on the porch, and then throws a match in from about five feet away three or four times till he finally gets it to hit, and then the fireball goes up out of the fire, and it also goes across the ground, and you never know which way that fireball is going to roll out, but it is... It is incredible because you can't play with gas, but your grandpa <laughs> is, is just fine to play with gas. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, and, I, I'm sure and I'm sure it's different for everybody, like why they remember the things they remember. Because, I mean, obviously, there's certain traumatic things you remember. There's good things you remember. There's there's all this stuff. But I do, I do think it's good to to allow yourself to feel feel the moment that you're in. Yeah. And. This is something I heard, and I totally believe it. And that is all these people that are recording concerts on their phone. They, you do not remember an experience as well. It doesn't stick in your memory as well if you recorded it. I can see that. And, and I think there's like science behind this to prove it. I read some study somewhere. I don't even know where it could have been on Twitter. Yeah. Been, so it could be terrible. Well, I but I do, I have intentionally shut off my phone. Yeah. If there is a really good moment that I want to experience, like at the Coldplay show, I wanted to see Fix You, the song, live before I die. It was yeah. a goal for me. Yeah. And so I'd recorded various different segments that were just like, oh, man, this is so cool. I want to capture it. But for Fix You, I saw him leading into the song. I'm like, Jess, please record this because I want to play it back. Yeah. But I, I want experience to experience this and, right now and myself. I, and, I, and I've been very intentional with that, too, with, with different shows that I've gone to. It's like, I want to, I want to be there. I want to be present. I want to be experiencing yeah. it. And there's the beautiful thing about it now is it's like, hey, somebody's going to record this and throw it up on YouTube. Yeah. I'll be able to find it, even if it's not from my vantage point. That's right. And, and, uh, and I love that because you can kind of get the best of both worlds. But, yeah, I agree with you. Like having those times where... You just set down whatever the thing is, and you experience the moment. And I always joke with Kayla because she is she is a photo documentarian. I mean, everything we have ever done, from our engagement on through, she will have pictures. She will yeah. have people take pictures. She'll do selfies. She'll ask people to take a picture of her that we don't even know. And I'm just like, don't bother these Those people. Those are the Leave most them awkward. Alone. I I don't I don't do that. But ever. and I hate it. Like I hate it because I keep telling Kayla. I was like, basically, what you're telling me is, hey, this moment's awesome. Let's not enjoy it. Let's take a picture of it. Like, no, don't pose. Just just do it. If it happens, it does it. But I also <laughs> am really grateful for it because we have a lot of things where I can look back and be like, oh yeah, I remember that, and it triggers memory for me. But again, because I'm not the one that's <laughs> that's initiating it. I'm just yeah. experiencing it, and I happen to roll my eyes at the fact that she makes me take a picture of it. Yeah, we've, we've done a pretty, uh, a pretty good job of taking pictures of the kids as we go along and stuff. But I think more like just being in those moments and appreciating them for what they are. Somebody, somebody said that with little kids, the days go long, but the years go fast. Yeah. And there, there is nothing longer than a day with a two or two-year-old, a newborn. It's the truth. Those days, I, I salute 
all moms and dads who stay home with their yeah. kids or even like daycare workers, you right. know your day is long yes. some days. Yes. But those years go so fast. Yeah, it is amazing. I mean, again, and, you know, my kids are just one, two years old and, and 10 months old, but I like, I feel that every moment. I'm like, what? Like, you're huge. What happened? But and yeah. <laughs> even more than photos, I think it's good to write down some of the things they say. Yeah. And, and one of the reasons that I wanted to do this podcast and one of the reasons that we continue to do it is I do want my kids at some point to listen back to some yeah. of the things I've said. And it may sound stupid to them or whatever, but they will have my voice recorded. They'll have yeah. some of my thoughts recorded for that moment in time. And I don't know. I, I do see that as valuable. Right. Um, and we do have a lot of pictures and videos, but I think people are chasing the trying to capture your cute kid doing something yeah. and then having everybody else experience it instead mm -hmm. of experiencing it yourself and right. and appreciating your kid for who they are and yeah. for what they're doing and yeah. all of that. So yeah. I'm probably I'm probably bad at getting my phone out. My Instagram is boring. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Usually my Instagram is memes and whatnot. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, it, it, it's interesting though. I was thinking about that. You know, you you talked about you said that your grandpa had decided there was going to be a moment you were going yeah. to that he was going to have a moment, and I appreciate that. But I also think about that like, how many moments, intentional or otherwise, do you remember having with your grandfather versus the amount of time you actually spent with them? Yeah. So like, you could say, of the of the massive amount of time I spent with a grandparent, parent, whatever, maybe 10% of my memories are really significant. Yeah. Like, mo like intentional moments, but they came out of quantity. Yeah. Like they came out of constantly being around each other, hanging out, doing whatever you were doing. And I think that's one of the things that makes me the most sad is you'll, you'll have a parent who will say something like, well, yeah, I work really, really long hours and I only get to see my kids, you know, for, for an hour or 45 minutes every night, but I make sure it's quality time. And, and again, I'm not trying to beat up a parent whose work no. schedule has to be that. Not at all. Cause I've had Christmas season is like that for me always. Like I don't see my kids. I don't see my wife. And, and that's just the reality of it. But, but I also think we need to be careful about deluding ourselves into thinking that we're going to get the same kind of quality moments with less quantity. And I think in those times, we have to be really, really intentional. You know, if our schedule does not allow, we've got to be all the more intentional of the time we're spending being focused time, being completely given over to spouse, children, you know, grandparents in that and case. It, and whatever. it isn't just a, a serious thing. I mean, we're, I'm talking about like just having fun oh, with, yeah. with people or like joking with them. Yeah. Like I, I will, one of the things going back to my grandpa, he had this joke that he would repeat over and over and it's like a riddle yeah and if you didn't figure it out he would never tell you the answer <laughs> he would just come back and ask you if you like had figured it if out. you had figured it out and i'm like ah this is so aggravating i hate <laughs> this every time and it wasn't serious it wasn't but it's something that i'm going to remember oh, you yeah. know and i think having fun with with your kids having fun with you know your wife your your parents whoever that is um taking time out to have fun like people are going to be saying, well, we didn't really do anything significant. Like yeah. we didn't go to Disney world or we didn't, you know, plan yeah. the special vacation, but having fun can be fairly simple. Like, yeah, that's what kids are going to remember. That's, that's what your spouse is going to remember. And a lot of people think that marriage is built on like 
sitting down and having these conversations or like sitting or like sp- spending lavishly on a gift and giving it every yeah. year on your anniversary or, and I, I really think that marriages are built on the little things yeah. and the being around each other. And I, I would find safety and security in the everyday mundane yeah. much more than I will out of the flash the flashbang things. Yeah. That's one of my, it's, it's from a, a rather kind of silly movie, but there's, there's a movie where a, a woman's talking about what marriage really is. And one of the biggest things that she says in that is, you know, the biggest part about marriage is showing up and, and noticing the other person and basically saying, agreeing to be married to somebody is agreeing to them. that You're basically saying you, you will not go unnoticed. You will not go unseen. I will notice your life. I will notice what you do. Yep. And that's, and that's such a big significant thing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the small things, especially in the small things. Yeah. But yeah, the, the reality of moments, the reality of, and you never know the moments you missed. Yeah. That's, that's the sobering side of it. And something I've been thinking about, I have excused myself a lot. I just need some like downtime. I yeah. need to waste time right now. I need to mentally de-stress. Usually that means being on my phone or playing some sort of game or yeah. whatever. And it's like, why don't we all go to our rooms and just have screen time right yeah. now? And, and it's like something that I was telling my kids the other day. I'm like, you don't remember like I brought up one of the games that Rylan used to play on a video game. I'm like, do you even remember yeah. much of that? He's like, yeah, kind of. I'm like, but do you remember more of the things you did outside? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I'm like, okay, this yeah. is a good life lesson for you. And then I'm like, shoot, that's a good life lesson for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm just, while we're talking about this, I'm just having all kinds of random completely random moments that are going through my head. And I'm like, I am. It's, it's my problem because I'm like, why do I remember this? Like I remember hanging out with, with a friend, uh, Brandon and Jonathan hoop in Coshocton, Ohio, going to their grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. And they had this, their grandparents' house was on literally a massive hill that at the time looked like a mountain. And it's still pretty mountainous. Like if you go back and look at it, it's a huge hill. Uh, that they're on the top of, and they're only about halfway up this hill. But we went sledding, and I remember it distinctly because we only went like four or five times because it took so long to trudge, ba- trudge back up the hill to come back down. But, man, I remember distinctly, like, flying down that hill and the feeling of the wind and the snow flying up in your face. And then I remember us going, you know, basically soaking wet from the snow, going down into his grandparents' basement and playing uh, Double Dragon 2 on Sega Genesis for hours after that. So it's like, why do I remember that? Like, I don't even have a relationship with those people. And I was friends with them for a very, very short period of time. But I remember that. Yeah. Like, it is it is forever etched in my brain. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why that has chosen to take up residence in my head, but it absolutely has. I remember it as clear as a bell. And, and so, yeah, the why behind this just drives me nuts. Like, I don't know why. I don't know yeah, why what I makes me, And what's great is that my moments with my kids are going to be different than my kids' moments with me. Yeah. And my wife's moments with me are going to be different than mm-hmm. my moments with her that I'm going to remember. Yeah. And so it's whichever of us dies first <laughs> that gets to tell the moment. Gets to tell the story. You <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> as, as gets an, their moments told. Yeah. As an aside from this, I, I, you know, I know, I know a lot of young people who are, who are, you know, early on in their life and they're doing things like moving out to Nashville, you know, pursuing careers and doing those kind of things. Yeah. So just a little shout out to you, you youngsters. Here's a, here's a tip from your uncle Nate right here. Here you go. 
don't get lost in the effort of where you are now. Don't lose the moments that you're having. Yeah. Because right now you're working so hard to get to a certain point. You have goals. You have things you want to do, things you want to see happen. And a lot of times I feel like we tend to miss the moments that are going to be the story of how we got to where we ended yeah. up. We don't, we don't take the time to really revel in those moments, which I know that's part of what you're talking about here too. Uh, and I'm glad you said that because that was going to be one of my points. And I'm saying this from the perspective of somebody who's a dad or somebody who's yeah. uh, you know, a grandson or, or whatever. But what I wanted to say is like whatever stage you're at, treasure those moments because you know how many people at our age, 34, 35, still talk about all the stuff they did in high school? Yeah. And all we talked about in high school is how much we hated it and wanted to leave. <laughs> and and now looking back, that's all that for some people that's where their life stopped. Yeah. And and for some people that's all they can talk about. And so treasure the moments where you're currently at. Like once you get married, you don't get your single days back. Yeah. Like what what you were able to do, where you were able to go. I just remember being really really tired. Yeah. Most of that time. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, not, I remember not sleeping. But then. But then I got married and I had a kid and then I found out what tired really was. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's a but, different degree. But you you do you need to treasure those friendships and you need to treasure those that time period and and if you're a grandparent right now like that time with your grandpa grandkids is like yeah. you, you know for sure like you don't get that stuff back and so I think that grandparents are awesome because they have a perspective that yeah. the rest of us don't. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So and I, I also think about that, you know, that reality of, you know, that old, that old trope of, you know, youth is wasted on the young. And in some ways, it's so true. Like, I, I think about it in the sense like... But it was so awesome. It w I had I a hard time turning 20 because I loved being a teenager so much. You know, I and, and I didn't, I never cared. Like, I was never like a big milestone person in terms of age and that kind of thing. I mean, I'm the, I'm the kid who waited until I was 18 to get my license just because I didn't care. That's weird. Like, I just didn't care. I had so many friends that drove, and we were always doing things together anyway. I'm like... So you always asked for a ride? No, we just would, like, I would get dropped off, or they would come pick me up, or they'd be at my house anyway. Like, that... That was just the thing. Like my, and that's the thing. My house was the hub. Like my uh, house was where everybody gotcha. came to anyway. And so that was just kind of how it went. But, um, but I, I would love, I would love to actually, man. And that's the thing I love about all these, you know, weird time travel and things like that that you see on TV or on movies. It's like, I would love to be able to go back to being, oh, I don't know, 15 or 16, but knowing everything I know now. Nope. And, 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 and get to see my world for in what that it moment, really is. for what it really was, as opposed to what I thought it was. Because I, I have memory of what I thought it was then. I have memory yeah. of what, what my experiences were, and it's mostly attached to the emotion of the moments. Yeah. But I would love to go back and get a real view of, like, even if I'm just a fly on the wall, I mean, maybe not being going back and being myself, but just going to see it, going to witness it, and see what I was really like in that <laughs> stage versus how my perception is of myself. It's true. Things can look so much more glorious or so much more terrible yeah. looking back on yeah. it. And there were glorious and terrible things, you know, <laughs> back then. And, uh, you know, yeah. I, yeah. And I think one of the dangers that we get, there's two pitfalls. One, that we miss moments because we're distracting ourselves or we're not with people or we're, we've pulled ourselves away, disconnected. Yeah. 
But the other danger is to always be devaluing the moment that you're in, looking over the horizon mm -hmm. and saying, it's going to be better yeah, what's once next? I get out of school, once yeah. you know we go on this vacation, it's going to be better once I buy a new yeah. house and things like that. And we did buy a new house in the last four or five years, but I remember the old house and the memories we had. Yeah. There, and those are, those are never going to yeah. leave. Like, yeah. Like there are things where, you know, we, we live in a, a little, uh, Cape Cod that our bedroom is the original attic and it's not insulated and it's burning up in the summer and it's freezing cold in the winter. And there's all kinds of things that right now I, I wish I could change about this house. Yeah. And there's all kinds of things where I'm like, in a minute, I would be out of this house living somewhere else. Yep. But I know the moment we, le we leave this place, the moment we leave this house, it is going to be a sad thing. Because, like, I brought my kids home to this house. Like, this is where, when we first got married, we lived in this house. Like, this was where we came home to the first time. That's right. And, you know, even things as silly as it may sound, like, we started our podcast in this house. Like, there yeah. are going to be things like that where... When everything's emptied out and when we move out and we get ready to leave, and Kayla, I know if you're listening to this, you're probably getting a little teary right now. But <laughs> when that moment comes, and it's a ways away still, but when that moment comes, there's going to be a moment when everything is empty where it's just going to be the yep. shell, and I'm going to stop, <laughs> and I'm going to just kind of take stock of the place and think to myself, this is the last time I'm going to be here, and I'm leaving behind all of these things that have happened and all these have, things that were. Have you ever had that moment, and I, I get these all the time, and it's maybe just because I'm... I'm a weird person, but I will actually say goodbye to somebody and think, I may never see this person again. Oh, yeah, I've had those moments. Life. I've had those moments. And I'm moments. like, hmm. Yeah. And it's not a fearful thing. It's just like, it just occurs every like, once in a while. I might not see this person ever again while we're alive. And yeah. that that just hits me sometimes. I'm like, wow, that is, that is really weird. It's the same thing as leaving a house. You're like, this was existed. It was a time. And we took a video of our kids going around and describing the rooms that they were in before we yeah. left. Yeah. And everything was empty. All the furniture was gone. Yeah. It was just Jess and the kids in the house. And they walked around and just talked about the house before we left. And I'm like, yeah, you're never going to get that back. Yeah. That is, that is really wild. I remember when we moved out of the first house we lived in in Worcester. We lived there for five years. Something like that. Five, six years, somewhere in there. And, uh, yeah, because we moved here in 95, and I think we, we moved out in 2000 or 2001. So right about five years. And I remember, you know, I went back with my dad to do one last cleanup of the, of the thing. So, like, doing some mopping and some sweeping, vacuuming, you know, all that stuff. And there was a moment in the basement, because that's where we lived as kids. You know, we basically lived mm -hmm. in the basement of that house. And the funny thing is, I know the people that lived there. I could probably go over and take a walkthrough of it if I wanted to, but I've never done it in, you know however many years since then. Yeah. But there was, there was a moment where I literally sat down in the corner and I just kind of teared up and I thought to myself, I've lived longer at that point. I'd lived longer in that house than I had in any other house I'd li ever lived in. Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that we were leaving, it was like, this was a part of my life. That's not going to be anymore. It's over. Like this part of my life is over and I'm moving into something new. And um, it's even interesting today. You know, I was at my parents' house, current house today. And I thought about how, that will be if and when they ever sell that house. Because even yeah. though, because that was the, again, that's, that's the house that I've lived in the longest now. That one has the record. Mm -hmm. But um, I often look at that and I think to myself, I can always go back there, though. My parents live there. Like, yeah. that's still their home. That's still my house, you know, so to speak. Same with my in-laws. Um, and that was the case for, uh, for both of my grandparents' house. And, uh, you know, I remember when my, 
my grandma and grandpa Norris, when they, they sold, well, they, my grandpa had passed. Oh, no, had he passed yet? No, they'd moved in with my parents, and they were selling their house. And I remember sitting in that house thinking, man, like, this house has been a staple all my life. Like, yep. this is the place where we went, and now it's going to be gone. It's not selling within the family. We're not keeping it. Like, it's just, it's just going to be gone. Someone else is going to come in. They're going to change the way it looks. They're going to update. They're going to modernize, and it's not going to be the same house anymore. And uh, my cousin Ross said, I will always think of those people as squatters. He's like, I don't care if they paid for the house. That is my <laughs> grandparents' house, and it will be their house forever. And, and, uh, and, and again, I get so attached even to places, uh, more, more places than things. I don't really get attached to things, but places, man, I get like. And I think it is important to take a mental snapshot if you're not taking it with your phone. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to take a mental snapshot. And I can still remember, and this is, you know, uh, we were. We were at Jessica's aunt and uncle's house. Yeah. And they have a property that's right next to my father and mother-in-law's property. And we were walking out of the house. Nobody else noticed this moment. And it was just, Jess and Ryland had already made it to the car. And it was me and Elena walking out. And there was like this beautiful sunset. And the grass was beautiful. The, the sky was beautiful. And my daughter was like five, six and I just remember looking at her and just taking a mental picture yeah. and saying, you know what, there could be a time in my life and I don't know, you know, the economy could fail. We could be in a post-apocalyptic wilderness yeah. fighting for our lives, whatever it is. And this is one of those moments that I will look back on and be like, I was perfectly at peace and perfectly yeah. happy. Yeah. And with, it, it was probably one of the most beautiful settings and experiences and it just like dawned on me right in the moment and I was like wow I'm really really grateful right now yeah. for this person this place this time all of it and I just want to take a mental snapshot if I'm ever like thrown in prison or or facing some sort of really hard thing I there I will go back through a list mm-hmm. of mental snapshots just like that yeah because nobody can take them from me you can't delete them oh we we had an experience when Elena was in the hospital and when she was born, we took a lot of pictures. And then for some reason, my Jess's camera took larger pictures than what would fit on our computer because uh-huh. we hadn't upgraded our computer yet. So I put all the baby pictures on a thumb drive. And then until we got our new computer and I stuck the thumb drive in, a third of them were corrupted. Mm. And all of a sudden I realized these digital photos are not forever. Yeah, And nobody can erase those mental photos that I can right. take. They won't just get right. lost right? or, you know, burned or whatever. Right. Like you cannot take those experiences away from someone. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure my kids' moments are going to be different than the ones I remember. And honestly, I wish I was alive at my funeral to see what people <laughs> are going to remember out of all of this. Yeah. But um, yeah, I guess as we end this podcast, one of the things I've just challenged people to do is take those mental snapshots when you have when you have the urge to do what the rest of the culture is doing and capture it on your phone and try yeah. and get famous or get people to like it. How about you just like it? Yeah, just experience the moment. Live in the moment. And I'm uh, not l- knocking it because I like other people's cute kids without stuff. Without a doubt. It's, it's hilarious. And it's amazing that we have the ability to track the things we do now. I mean, it's, it's a lot of yeah. fun, um, but... Don't don't miss moments just because you're trying so hard to capture them. Yeah. Live them, 
And you will capture them even better than if you were trying to capture them on a camera. And you're coming up on your last one. Yes. You don't know when that is. Yes. So Absolutely. it's kind of sobering, but it's cool yeah. all at the same time. Good I to promise. keep it in the mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, this has been The Things We Say. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us and talking through this one. Uh, we'll see you next time. Yep. Thanks for joining the conversation today. The Things We Say is produced by Nate Ward. Technical direction is provided by Sheldon Stauffer. You can subscribe to The Things We Say on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at The Things We Say Podcast to keep the conversation going. This has been The Things We Say. See you next time. Thank you.